Who's going to quit? October 12th, 2005. In moments of salt-blinding bitterness, I believed with every molecule of sweat rolling down my face that Coach Jones was a sadist. When you're on the baseline offering a near stranger every ounce of your soul and it's still not enough, when you hurl your body across the finish line with your breath held, just in case you might catch a muffled good job. When this is what your life has become, it's pretty easy to turn your coach into the source of all of your problems. The reality, though, was that Coach Jones had inherited 18 promises she couldn't keep. 18 hope-filled high school superstars were promised they'd be an asset to UCSD's squad. The reality, though, was that this was a new squad. With Jones coming in as the new coach, the program that was once UCSD would be forever changed. Jones brought with her a culture, and she left behind her a tradition. Jones executed on a whole new level of expectation, one marked by explicitly defined goals and a we-will-not-be-outworked mentality. And if we couldn't assimilate and quickly, she made it clear we were wasting precious amounts of gym air. Jones wasn't a sadist. She just couldn't keep 18 girls on her roster. I truly believe, in a silently sympathetic sort of way, she thought that rather than breaking one of those 18 promises she didn't even make, she'd let Darwinism do the breaking. I give you natural selection at its finest. We had one more 6 a.m. before official practices began. We were running suicides, as usual, after already surviving an hour of Jones's wrath. That day, we were to build to eight suicides in eight minutes. We weren't even to five yet, and everyone was struggling. I can't keep all of you! Jones taunted us. Who's gonna quit? Who's it gonna be? I can't speak for the other girls, but I know my reaction went something to the gist of, keep dreaming, Red, along with a likely smirk. On suicide number six, Casey Coslin, a junior transfer from Poway, was having a particularly tough go. Even though it looked as if she was pushing with all her might, she was just barely making the one-minute mark on each suicide. Number seven came, and Casey didn't make it. The whistle blew for number eight, and we all ran our last suicide with our heads turned toward Casey watching Coach Jones steadily approaching. Just 
Stop! Jones yelled, disgusted. Casey kept going. Jones went from pacing the sideline alongside Casey to stopping dead in her tracks. Just quit! Casey kept going. Jones shook her head, turned her back on Casey, and made her way back to the baseline where the rest of the team was finishing. As soon as the buzzer sounded, Coach Jones began her post-workout speech. We didn't even pretend to listen as we watched Casey ignore Jones's command and continue up and down the court and through the finish line. 20 seconds past the one-minute cutoff. Casey joined us in the huddle 30 seconds in to Jones's speech. Jones didn't even pause to acknowledge Casey's presence. As a team, we shifted our heads toward Jones, this time at least pretending to listen. Though she had our eyes, Jones must have been aware of the fact that we weren't processing a word she said. Instead, we were all worrying, what's going to happen to Casey? Who's going to quit? If you're still wondering what happened to Casey Coslin after she deliberately disobeyed Coach Jones, I'll give you a quick rundown. Casey Coslin went on to become UCSD's starting point guard the following season. The starting point guard during UCSD's most successful season in program history. That year, Casey was an asset, just as promised. As we went on to become CCAA League champions and host for the first and only time, the Western Regional Tournament, and win it. It was just before the Elite Eight that Casey, our 3.7 assists per game rock, tore her ACL. Our whole team was devastated. But just as we watched her continue up and down that court and through the finish line two preseasons before, in spite of Coach Jones's demoralizing just stop, we watched Casey play through both the Elite Eight and the Final Four games and finish third in the nation in spite of a career-ending injury. Casey Coslin graduated that spring with a scar along her knee, a Final Four ring on her finger, and the bragging rights that she ignored Coach Jones, and the universe rewarded her for it. It's true. Coach Jones bred a relentless army of athletes. But Coach Jones inherited 
18 hope-filled high school superstars who came with the predisposition to ignore her orders to stop. And this disposition is what made her army possible. Athletes, predispose yourselves to people who are going to challenge you. Ignore those who tell you to quit. Make it impossible for your coaches to break their promises. Work that hard. Be that good. You will find yourself standing on the baseline one day with sweat dripping down your faces. And you'll swear that your coach is sadistic. And when you do, remember, this has nothing to do with your coaches. This has to do with the disposition you either came armed with or you didn't. This is natural selection at its finest.